Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. So, there was all sorts of messages going on in our Hometime Show WhatsApp group last night as Richie was sweating on the prediction of the Arsenal game that he'd uh, based quite a lot. You actually put a monetary bet on, I believe. I did. If you go back just one podcast, you'll hear it all. Um, when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> <laughs> the fun stops when Arsenal start. And you, you, so you uh, you put a bet on Arsenal to win 2-1. Yeah, right, yeah. And uh, you got off to a good start, one Yeah, nil. went 1-0 up. You can't win 2-1 without going 1-0 up. Very good point. And you can't win 2-1 without conceding a goal and going 1-0. Then but what happens? all goes belly up when you concede a second goal and you're starting to lose 2-1. Then there is no mathematical way that you can win 2-1 because you're losing 2-1. <laughs> So if you ever got thought about betting, just listen to him right now, and it's not. Sometimes it's not fun, is it? No, no. As, as they say, when the fun stops, stop, stop. Stop. Good to have you all on board. Can I just start Tuesday's show by saying thank you? Go on. Thank you uh, to the brilliant hometown audience for helping me find my calling uh, after consultation with you lot yesterday. I've decided to do a pilgrimage, uh, basically going to try and go and see and eat at all of the wimpies in my local area, Southend and Leon Sea. For some reason, we have an incredible, we have an embarrassment of riches of uh, wimpies in the local area. Four, I think, within like two miles of where I live. Almost greedy. It is almost greedy. So every day, because I didn't have a calling, this was the thing that kind of came out yesterday's show. Now I do. Uh, today was my first day. I'm so jealous. It was an amazing thing. It was an amazing thing. Uh, a listener yesterday uh, advised me to take a notebook with me right. and keep notes, a little journal, if you like, of uh, what I was thinking, how I was feeling as I was trying the food in each of these wimpies. And here are my notes from day one. Wimpy one, day one of my wimpy pilgrimage. Leon C. Broadway, Essex. Lovely interior, very clean. Friendly lady tells me I can sit anywhere. I love a booth, so I sit by the window. Great view of the pedestrian crossing. Did get concerned as the sun was blazing in through window. Didn't want it to feel like I was in Tenko. Sun dies down, I order a pint of Pepsi whilst I wait, and I feel like I'm at my mate James Gaysford's birthday in 1985 in Trowbridge. I decide on the iconic Big Bender in a bun. The Big Bender, curiously curved sausage like an anaconda, or like one of them Viking snakes that eats its own tail. You know the ones. Tastes of fairgrounds and power generators. Nice, though. In the middle, little chopped fried onions. That would make Richie sick, I think. I left with a spring in my step. All in all, lovely experience. Can't wait for day two. <laughs> I sound like the streets. <laughs> you sound like something, mate. You, honestly, <laughs> the big bender. I know I've gone a bit hard straight off the bat. A lot. You even urged caution on Twitter saying, Bush, don't go in straight for the big bender. But it's this incredible curved sausage. I've never seen anything like it in my life. If you are truly going to do this pilgrimage all in one week and you've got three more wimpies to come over the next three days, <laughs> I, would have, I, I wouldn't have done what you done. I would have gone some kind of scrambled egg option. Just go, go in nice and gently on that first day. Go big or go home. I think the people at the Wimpy respected me because of that as well. But I tell you what, I've never been, I've never felt so teleported back to my youth. I genuinely felt like I was going to go and watch Labyrinth at the cinema straight after. Brilliant. It's an amazing thing. Uh, I didn't go anywhere near the shake, so a lot of people were saying I needed to have a, a go and ask for a thing called a Brown Derby. Brown Derby sounds like the, the nickname of a local character. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not interested. Uh, but I may, I've got a load. Of, I've got the whole menu to work my way around. To be honest with you, but the main thing, and and, I, and it's put a spring in my step. The main thing about visiting Wimpy this morning was um, that I feel like I've been teleported back to having a birthday party there. Oh. Do you have a birthday party like a Wimpy or a McDonald's or a fast I had a food McDonald's, place? I had a McDonald's one. In fact, I remember vividly going to so many birthday parties uh, at McDonald's in Eastbourne. Going upstairs, <laughs> there was the Ronald McDonald big yellow boat. There's a boat. The... Why would, at no point have I ever seen Ronald McDonald's in any of the law 
of McDonald's. He's never owned a boat. Why would you sit in a boat for a birthday? Really, really curious. But it was it was only ever the birthday people that were in the boat, and you were jealous if you were there in McDonald's and it, it wasn't a birthday that you'd gone to. You'd see people having their McDonald's in the boat. It tasted the same, but oh, it's great. Do you know what the weird thing for me with Wimpy was? Uh, and this is honestly true. My first ever girlfriend when I was in Torquay, uh, she at the weekends used to dress up as Mr. Wimpy for kids' parties. <laughs> and she worked at the Wimpy there in Fleet Fleet Walk in Torquay. So I've always looked at Mr. Wimpy slightly strangely. Do you know what I mean? I hope kids still have those style birthdays. It'd be it'd be a shame if it's not a thing anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean that's kind of run of the mill. I guess a lot of people had their birthdays in those kind of fast food places, like you say, Burger King, McDonald's, whatever. Maybe you're listening now and you, you had your birthday party, whether you're a child or a grown-up, in an unusual location. Yeah. I mean, the, the most the strangest place I've had a celebration like that was the London Transport Museum. Oh, that's good. But that, that wasn't a birthday, that was a stag. Was it? Yeah. That's a, what a perfect stag <laughs> for you. Going around the Transport Museum. I can just imagine it now. <laughs> Keep the noise down, please, Mr Firth. <laughs> oh, well, listen, if you've had a birthday party at an unusual location, whether as a kid or as a grown-up, we want to hear about it tonight. 8, 12, 15, a text the show. Uh, Cole says, treated Rich to a, a winter away trip to Sunderland versus Tranmere at Roker Park, minus five degrees, North Sea wind, match ended nil-nil. What a party. Character building. That's what that is. <laughs> Lee says, oh, I went to, once went to a party at Chislehurst Caves. He adds, the 70s really were a different time. Uh, we've got Mary on the line right now. Mary, where was your unusual party? It was um, called Teddy Mountain, so it's like Build-A-Bear. Oh, right. I've never heard of Teddy Mountain Teddy Mountain before. Yeah. Sounds like, like something quite menacing. <laughs> so, uh, what, uh, dare we ask, what, what, um, what birthday was it you were celebrating at Teddy Mountain? It was my 40th birthday back in 2012. And um, is the rule what happens on Teddy Mountain stays on Teddy Mountain or what? <laughs> Pretty much, because I have to say that Teddy Bear was quite... Uh, I said flirty, but he was making some specific moves. Hang on. <laughs> While we were in the circle. Who? Is you, so there was an actual... Someone dressed as a, as a Teddy flirting with you on your birthday? <laughs> yes. And what, he was making... You were in a circle... And he, he was he was dancing in the in the middle of it. Yes, but he was making some rude gestures. A rude gesturing teddy bear. I don't remember this oh. happening at Build a Bear. I think this is the end. Of, this is the ending of Twin Peaks, isn't it? It sounds like the ending of Twin Peaks. <laughs> to, to be absolutely fair, we 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 go to after hours on the Saturday afternoon so that we could have the prosecco and the the vodka jelly shops as well. So. Wow. Wow, a sexy bear dancing with a ring of women stood around him going around the other way. This is out outrageous, isn't it? Don't know it? where the rest of the show goes from this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mary. No bother. Uh, someone says filth on... They they say Matt and Richie's show on Home Time. I'm, I'm, I'm Matt, you're Richie. <laughs> uh, I've seen several videos about what that lady was talking about on the internet, and I've seen those videos several times. Oh, well, I, uh, I, I should do some due diligence in a second. I've not seen those videos Good luck yet. Googling that on a work computer. Let's see how that pans out for you. <laughs> We're asking you tonight on the show, have you had a, a birthday party at an unusual location? Uh, Dazza says, my brother had his birthday at Burger King in Harlow. This was in the mid-90s. Birthday party got cancelled. Someone rang up and gave them a bomb scare. Oh, my God. That's the most late 70s, early 80s thing that could possibly happen. Uh, and what about this? Uh, we once had a worked Christmas party at the Deep Aquarium in Hull. <laughs> they said we had the run of the place. It was very disjointed. Richard's just tweeted, it's not necessarily a birthday party, but it says, I am currently on holiday listening in Zante. Oh, Zante. And he's, he's tweeted with a picture. It says, I've been dropped off on an island. An ice cream boat 
has just turned up serving wow. ice cream. This is a party that I would want. Looks like someone out of The Legend of Zelda or something. Another Rich is texted saying, not a birthday, uh, but I worked at the Wimpy in Exeter. Back in the day, a colleague uh, back then was sent out dressed as Mr Wimpy to hand out leaflets. Fifteen minutes later, he's been rolled down the high street by a bunch of kids <laughs> past the restaurant, okay. his little legs hanging out the bottom of his costume. Oh, dear. If you ever had to dress as something, a sponge, anything, you have our sympathy tonight on Home Time. Uh, right, Steve's hanging on. Uh, parties in strange locations, Steve. Where was it? Yeah, I had my stag do in Kiev, uh, which involved a day out at uh, Chernobyl and Pripyat. Wow. Wow, wee, what an unusual stag do. I mean, Richard is at the Transport Museum. It couldn't be such like chalk and cheese. <laughs> well, it was when you said the Transport Museum uh, for a stag, and I thought, I can trump that, no problem. Steve, uh, um, I'd, I'd love to go to Chernobyl and... Oh, he's doing it again. No, 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 let's have that. Honestly... Steve, when you were there, did anyone say it like how he says it? Uh, I don't think so, no. <laughs> Steve was, you know, he was preoccupied with his stag. He was dressed as a Teletubby. What does he know? <laughs> That's, that really is a... I'd love to go there, but I'm not sure I'd, I'd do it in sort of like... With, with stag vibes, because obviously, you know, some grim stuff has gone on there. What was that like as a visit? Yeah, it was a bit surreal. You know, you you see that HBO series that was on the TV yeah. and, you know, yeah. documentaries, but to actually stand there and, you know, a couple of hundred metres away from the new safe confinement that's over the reactor and then, you know, wandering through Pripyat, it's just surreal. Wow, what a crazy thing. And so have you got any of your mates then on weird stag do's then since, since they put you in an unusual location? Well, unfortunately, I'm the last one to get married. So, yeah, well, we'll have to see if any of us get divorced and we can do it all again. <laughs> Here you go, every cloud. <laughs> uh, just one further message about unusual birthday parties uh, from Paula uh, from Lisbon in Northern Ireland. She says, guys, I had my 18th birthday party at HMP Margaberry Prison. Wow. Didn't say you say it. I wasn't an inmate, but my mum worked for the prison, so we were allowed to use the social club. But because of the tough security measures for guests getting in, we couldn't have a stripper. So my friend's <laughs> husband stripped for a double Bacardi and Coke. He was hilarious. <laughs> really loud producer Adam and his typing. Do you work with someone who types really loud, thunders away like Jessica Fletcher at the end of Murder, She Wrote? I mean, that's as if he's got lead fingers. It's, he's rattling out some form of an issue. He's got a complaint with someone there, that's for sure. Could be us. Uh, probably is us. HR incident. A T-shirt update for you, do you remember? Save the T-shirt. It quite a cliffhanger last night, wasn't it? It was indeed. Over the weekend, spaghetti and meatballs fed to my three-year-old. He loved them, but half of them went down the front of a white Vans T-shirt. Ruined, said my wife as she came back uh, from her weekend away. She wanted to chuck it. I'm like, hold up. Whoa there. Let's not just uh, admit defeat straight away. You guys came up with all sorts of uh, scenarios and ways this T-shirt could be saved. But the one that piqued our interest the most... Was weeing on it. <laughs> no, it wasn't oh, that. OK. So, the one that you've been putting forward. I, I can I can confirm I did not do that. All right, fair enough. It was worth a try. But this morning I went out to the shed uh, and I went and got a can of WD-40 because there was many of you yesterday who suggested that WD-40 would work a treat on this T-shirt. I was concerned for you because I, we, ha we have the best listeners in the world here on Home Time and on Absolute Radio, but sometimes they say stuff or text stuff just to send us off down a, a blind alley or to make us look silly. And I, I worried that it was a practical joke on you. Yes, and, and you and I love going down a blind alley. 
That's the other side of things. Love it. So I put the T-shirt on the uh, on the table out in the uh, out in the garden, sprayed it with WD-40, uh, and then I decided the next thing to do would be to leave it in the sunlight for about five minutes, let that WD-40 soak in. A lot of people saying sunlight yesterday helps exactly. as well. I then filled up the kitchen sink with hot water, let it soak in there for about 15 minutes. Then I put it in the washing machine on a 20-minute sort of spin and rinse kind of... Uh, Affair. Fair play for even knowing what they... I don't know any of the buttons on our washing machines. It's too complicated. <laughs> Got it out. Bush, it's a miracle. What, they've gone? The stains, <laughs> the stains have gone? I can't tell you 90... I can't tell you 100% that they've gone, all right? Because I got it out and then left it on the radiator and obviously it was a wet T-shirt. So until it's completely dried, but... I certainly couldn't see any. This is unbelievable, because if you saw the photo on Twitter yesterday at Absolute Radio, it, it looked like it was a horrendous-looking mess all over the front of it. Do you know oh, what I mean? It looked awful, but I couldn't see any when it came out of the machine, um, came out wet. So I have to say, first of all, thank you very much to the Home Time listeners for steering us down this. Lord, I thought we, this, made, this show today is just a big thank you from Richie and I. Here's the problem. Let's not celebrate just yet, uh, because this is a voice note that I, ret- I received just an hour or so. I've just got home and Rocco's t-shirt absolutely stinks of WD-40. There's no way he can wear that. And also the stains are gone, but now there's loads of really random dirty marks all over it. Wow, so there's a few things to unpack there from your other half, Natalie. It stinks of WD-40 and then she also brings up dirty marks on it as well. Oh, no. So so I I did all this this morning just before I then left for work. Uh-huh. I got it out of the uh, washing machine, did the video, which you can see on the Absolute Radio socials, then went to hang it on the radiator. It dropped down the back of the radiator. So it's obviously got a load of dust that it's picked up. That will come off, all right? This is not a good week for you, so far. <laughs> it's not. The smell is a problem. Uh, so we might not be celebrating victory just yet. So the saving of the T-shirt could still well be on. We're, there's some positive signs. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you another update tomorrow. I'm sure everyone really, really cares. Although, actually, I think people do. Uh, because uh, Sue, our producer, has just said Sue has rung up with an idea of what we could do for the next step of saving this if if there's still problems to have. So, Sue, what, what, what do you reckon we should do now? Next. Well, um, you can't, you can't. Now, you've washed the stain in. When you stain it, you've got to treat the stain straight away. Well, not straight away, but don't wash it. Do not put it in the washer because you've washed the stain in now. Right, so, so is, is Richie on the point of no return? He's gone and washed that stain in, hasn't he, Sue? We, yeah, well, he's washed it in, so... Yeah. Ta- tie-dye it now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I haven't done that since school. Well, do it. A tie-dyed Vans T-shirt. Yeah. Sue, we're looking for solutions that will not just save the T-shirt, but also save my home life, because (laughs) I'm the one in the doghouse about this. Turning it tie-dye. Yeah, well, your partner's going to say, oh, my God, I want one of them to match. That's a good point. So just to go back to home economics at school 2,000 years ago, from what I remember yep. about tie-dye, you bunch the T-shirt up, put loads of string or lassie bands around it. Lassie bands, yes. And then leave yes. it in a, a, like a bucket of dye overnight, is that how it works? Well, yes, well, you can put, um, you don't have to buy dye if you've got some food colouring and some bleach, just stick that in so you can do any colour you want. I think there's plenty of people who are thinking, we can have some fun with a couple of gullible guys here. Oh, yeah. And all sorts of things are getting suggested. Yeah, just don't let the band play with bleach. (laughs) Thanks for that. Lovely footnote there, thanks for that. (laughs) It's all a bit 
After the Lord Mayor show right now on Home Time, Jackie says, Richie, try vinegar to remove the smell. No. That's throwing good money after bad, isn't it? No, that's just another smell that it could smell of, and vinegar's not... No, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Where, where does it leave us then? Obviously, Sue suggests that uh, tie-dye is the way. It's, the only, it's the, your final port of call. Draco tweets, I've just heard the suggestion to tie-dye the T-shirt. I hand-dye fabrics for a living. My son had loads of dyed onesies and tees when he was little. They look great. Go for it. There is something about this. I mean, here's where we stand. The WD-40 has been a triumph other than the smell. Yeah. Now, we've got a T-shirt that's back in play. I could still tie-dye it. Let's go, go back to the 80s, man. Start ty- tying it up like you used to do at school at Home Ec. I'll go find some dye. Watch this space. It is great that you're here. A lot of other radio stations in the final hour of their show, particularly in the evenings, will probably treat it like coming in to land on a plane, put the seats into an upright yeah. position, put your tables up, someone coming around selling duty-free. Not on this show. We're going round again. It's Tombola Tuesday. We don't know what this final hour holds. All we know, 100 different phoning topics on 100 different balls. We're not just going round again. We're actually making life harder for ourselves because this is the part of the show that isn't planned. Yes, yeah, so it, to go back to the, the plane analogy... Maybe decide to turn the radio off. Also, pilot's gone. Pilot, okay, one of the passengers is allowed to have a go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, having had quite a few goes on flight simulators, I reckon I could land the plane. <laughs> Genuinely. Uh, please, may I not be in it when you give that a go? That, that could be a phone in topic for the future. What do you think you could do even though you've actually never physically done it? <laughs> Make a note of that for tomorrow. Make a note, I'll on a, on a ball. For now, ball number 32, what do you hoard? Ooh, what do you hoard? Ball 32, what do you hoard, is what's just come out and gone back in there to the tombola. Who do we know? Is this someone in this office who keeps loads of different sugars and stuff from different service stations and different cafes from around the... Uh... <laughs> is it Richie? It's you. <laughs> it's, it's you. Yeah. You're the one that does it. Let's just see. Let's see what he's got in his backpack. Uh... He's going in the front zip pocket. <laughs> What's he got? Mayonnaise. Got Where's that from? Heinz. But, like, where'd you get it from? Oh. <laughs> Thanks for the link. <laughs> the brands. <laughs> I, got, I got that from a Five Guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Still in the front pocket of your bag. What an amazing thing. Oh, you, you just never know when you're going to need mayonnaise. Exactly. Not enough people just stock it readily. I like having it on hand. Well, this is it. And that's why you might be a hoarder of it. But there might be a myriad of different reasons why you hoard something in particular. You might be a collector. All of those things you want to hear about tonight on the Tuesday Tombolo. What are you hoarding? Some interesting stuff. Someone's trying to back you up here, Richie. Karen says, I've got lots of sachets a black pepper in my purse, normally courtesy of M&S or Ikea. Do you ever hoard salt and pepper in terms of condiments? I don't, because I don't find that that's a shortage. When I go into all these fast food places, there's always sachets of salt and pepper. Um, Generally, you'll find barbecue sauce and tomato sauce, but for some reason, maybe the unit price of mayonnaise is higher. They don't all of them freely stock mayonnaise, which is why I do. It's just the recklessness of carrying it around in the front pocket of your bag. All it takes is a fall, suddenly people are asking questions. <laughs> uh, Keith says, the packets of Nando's hot sauce they now bring with deliveries. I, I mean, I've never... I don't, have I even ever had a, a Nando's? I don't know if I have. Hang on, that's a separate question. You've never had a Nando's? I don't think I've ever had a Nando's. Right, we'll fix this. Oh, yes, please, that'd be great. Very soon. I'll be the size of Elvis with Dayton <laughs> Wimpy going on. But is it, is it the hot sauce is something worth holding on to, you think? I, well, I've never had a delivery. I've had plenty of Nando's, but this is an interesting one, Keith. Uh, Big Bad Ash on text as well says, Evening, guys, I hoard old film cameras. I currently have 135 working Canon, Nikon, Olympus, Rolleiflex, etc. I still shoot film with friends. Wow. Got Becky on the line. What do you hoard then, Becky? Um, 
I am hoarding hundreds of uh, My Cake Decorating magazines. My Cake Making, uh, Decorating magazine. Decorating, yeah. So you you keep them for a reason, just because you you never know when you might need to go back to one? Yeah, well, they're unopened, so I got them thinking that... um, I would have all this time on my hands when I had my baby to take up cake decorating. Um, obviously, it never happened. Oh. Um, and I got suckered into one of those uh, subscription things. <laughs> um, and they just kept coming through the door and they just kept going in a box. Do you know what the weird thing is? I, I did the maths the other day. Um, you know the one for an Eddie Stobart lorry that you can yeah, make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When oh, you yeah. add that up, You'd be doing it for like fifteen years at an incredible cost. You, there was no free yeah. binder with part one with what you're you're doing. You're not in too deep on this, are you, Becky? Uh, well, I've got about five free binders. <laughs> She's out of control. This girl's out of control. So you started this um, when you had your baby. So how old is is the little well, one no, now? I, I I started it prior to having the baby. Right. right. Um, and then I thought, well, I'll, I'll carry it on because when I go on maternity leave, I'll I'll have all this time. Um, and it's not happened. He's 18 months now, and I haven't baked one cake. Do you know what, right, though, Becky? I reckon if you were just to bake one single cake, it would make it all worthwhile and make you feel a l- yeah. little bit less bad about those magazines that are sitting in the other room making you feel yeah. bad about it. Do us a favour, right? We'd love to feature this on Home Time this week. Would you do, okay. do a cake this week, and we can talk about it on this show? I will try and find the time. <laughs> that's non-committal. <laughs> that's very non-committal. That is not the attitude. That's, that's the attitude that's got you where you are right now, Becky. <laughs> I know. Let's pencil a day in. Let's pencil a day in right now. We're not letting you get off this line. <laughs> Pressurising her. Thursday. Can you do Thursday for a cake? <laughs> I will try and do Thursday for a cake. Still not committed. Still not having an but issue. Does it, but does it need to be decorated or baked? Because the magazine's well, a cake decorating. Yeah, exactly. It's a decorating cake. I mean, go and buy a flan yeah. from the supermarket. Yeah. Just decorate it. Yeah. That's I'll easier. Get, yeah. I will decorate a pre-bought plan. Brilliant. Uh, pre-bought cake. <laughs> the plan. Freaking out even saying it. So Thursday then. We'll book you in for Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Fine. <laughs> uh, Dan in Grimsby says, I hoard whiskey bottles. I once mm. spent £120 on a bottle because I like the design, only to find out the whiskey was rank. Uh, and Kez in Nottingham says, I hoard stationery, particularly black gel pens and hardcover notebooks. Get the notebooks home and they're just too nice to use. Pristine, clean and funky covers. I love them. No surprise that it's a nation of hoarders, uh, certainly a listenership of hoarders. Let's uh, find out another one. Kenny, what do you hoard? I hold watches. Watches? Tell us what watches you've got then. Uh, I've got, well, the best ones is I've got a Bretlin, um, a Rolex. Oh. And a limited edition Oakley Stealth Watch. Now, do you remember, Richie, ages ago, we, we somehow got onto the subject of, like, most expensive thing, and this guy had a really expensive watch. Yes. And he just bought, a, a, a like, a rotator that winds the watch up for him by that his head. That was it. Have you got one of them for your watches, then, that rotates it, winds it up for no, you? No, I need one for my Bretlin, though, because it's a, a movement so sensor, so it only winds up and keeps the time if you're moving. Right. So, Kenny, you've got 17 watches. You've only got two arms. Uh, where do you keep the other 15? <laughs> On my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I'm not even going to question that. <laughs> so, you go, there's the show in the bag. I've uh, got a bit of tie-dye possibly going on on tomorrow's show. Are you going to do any more little no. bets on stuff? No? No, no, no. Arsenal don't play till Friday. I'm never betting on them again.